Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news in the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... relatively large this is a fairly sizable house it turns out like i can't even exact square footage but like this is, you could easily fit like 20 30 people in this room you're in right now completely safely but it's it's weird like it's dark but like the only light in the room is coming from the stove cooking area of the house it kind of radiates out into the house and give me an alertness while you're looking at kind of the, taking in this weird scene got that from everybody yeah i rolled the 33 crit out of 63 success yeah so you're all kind of looking around this room and you're realizing that like every area the light touches changes like it becomes alive and new and kind of as the light fades out in the expanses of the room the room becomes more decrepit and kind of aged looking like it's definitely like a decay when things are outside of the light like decay back to what we saw or not quite that level of what you saw but like weathered and old and kind of like dilapidated like it's not like what it was outside because there was no house when you were outside of it but now that you're inside it's kind of like it's it'd be like condemned or the kind of most shadowy parts of the room but anywhere the light touches the brighter it is the kind of nicer and more new it looks but kind of as that fades out as the light dissipates it does show more and more age maybe there's like a hole in the floor a cracked board or something like that like it's almost like the light's renewing the house you're standing in or something so and kind of now you've looked around you kind of seen the space some it's a big open room. There appears to be kind of a room behind this, the hearth area. So you see a kind of staircase that seems to go up to a second story of the house of some kind. Uh, but the room you're standing in kind of has a bunch of tables, benches, a couple chairs scattered about. It's not a badly decorated room. It's very kind of, again, rustic and minimalist and kind of, again, like only what you'd actually need. But this is not a bad house by any measure kind of thing. It's just kind of... You feel alone, though. It's kind of, it's definitely weird standing here, and this place is definitely absolutely unnatural. Like it, it, you can feel it in every fiber of your bone that this is somewhere else. There are windows, though, and stuff like that, too, but kind of just looking around the house at first glance, that's what you see. 
Are there any torches around, or there, is there any kind of like candles or anything flammable around? Yeah, just candles and stuff. None of them are lit, but like all the lights in the room's coming off of the hearth area. Someone check the door. I should try and open the door. What kind of motion for uh, whoever's closest to the door? I guess unless we're all equidistant, then she'll try it. I'd probably say you kind of are still standing in the line that you were standing in, so Florence would be in the back of that, so you're closest to the door. Uh, Foxtrot would be in the back. I'm in uh, the Foxtrot's, back. Foxtrot's in the back? Yeah. So you're closest to the door? Uh, yeah. Technically the door we came in through, yeah. All right. Give me a pow check. Pow, 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 pow. Fumble! 77 out of 55. It's not that the door is locked. It is that the door cannot be open. Like, it might as well just be a painting on the wall with a handle sticking out of it. But more importantly, you just like holding on to this handle, you feel tired. Like it's, you feel drained at an accelerated rate almost. Like it's like this, the, the house is leeching from your very body. The kind of like touching this handle took effort. Pulling on this handle took effort. You're going to lose a will point, a willpower point for that. All right. I'm at two willpower. All right. Stay close. Let's look around. Give me an alertness. So since. Also, since I feel drained, am I gonna like? Am I? Does this look apparently obvious to the other teammates? At this oh yeah, point? no. So uh, let's do the alertness first. Like this, uh, we'll, we'll cover this in a second. Thirty-five success. Ninety-eight out of sixty-three failure. Eighty-five percent failure. All right. So then this makes sense because she's the doctor of this group. But yeah. So Foxtrot looks just tired, like just suddenly fatigue. He was already tired, but like the fatigue kind of overtakes him again. But more importantly. You could swear the fire in the hearth is now a little bit bigger. The spread of the lights a little bit more across the room. Like it's things are a little bit brighter in here all of a sudden. What was the name of the brother that went missing? Matthew. Lawrence is going to call out for Matthew. What is the intent of this? Trying to find Matthew? Yeah. Yeah. See if he's here. All right. Give me a pow check. 38 success. Yeah. So you kind of call out into the space and. Your voice kind of echoes around the room some, and all right, so you're gonna take one PowerPoint. You're gonna take one will PowerPoint for that, though. And you're not sure if he materializes or if he was always there, but suddenly you're aware of just a twenty-something-year-old boy or man, kind of sitting in one of the chairs in the room, just kind of sitting there, bored. But there's something wrong with him. Like he's emaciated, like almost like every part of his life's been sucked away from him. It's like almost a sitting there mummy in his full clothing and stuff like that. Everyone give me a sand check. He's dead, yeah. 2% success. 5% success. 74% failure. All right, just one point of sand damage on this. But yeah, so you are staring at, by all measures, a ghost. Like, you can kind of see the cherry sitting on through him. Like, he's just kind of a pale figure of sorts. He kind of, he's not really responding to you, but he's sitting there kind of just like, almost like he's given up. Oh, and so Faust is part of that. We're going to take a point of helplessness. Oh, no, sir. <laughs> I am one I am one check mark away from being adapted to helplessness. That should have reset because you um you hit the breaking point. That should have reset. So you should be back just to one at this point. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, okay. Cool. <laughs> nice is a strong word in this case. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to break. You don't want to become adapted to helplessness. That's bad. Well, I, I might remind you all. You have like this is a great spot to be offloading as much sand damage as you can onto bonds. Yeah. Here's the thing. I have one sand point left, so I think next one. Yeah, absolutely. Or you can just break. Breaking happens. You're not down to single digits yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can. 
sure, but like I'm already, I've already broken once, and that's why I have megalomania. Yeah, can't break again. Welcome I mean, to the Delta break Green a- Spiral. Lord Jesus, Alsus has an idea. Silence, Perkins. I know you're here. Yeah, the, your voice kind of echoes around the house, hollow, like it's just nothing. The hearth is the problem. We're gonna shoot the hearth. That won't. That won't do anything. We need to figure out how to deal with it, though. How do we put it out? Because it's growing more and more the more it sucks out our life force. Rice and water. What have we learned from the homestead? What have we learned from here? I pull out a water bottle from my bag, and I cautiously, but knowingly, that this may or may not harm myself. Um, get, Wait. Uh, get, what's up? Did they, in your tour, talk about how they put hearths out? Do I roll to remember if uh, they, they go over that? They didn't. You don't typically put hearths out. You kind of keep them going as much as you can. Bad things happen when the hearths go out. It's their source of heat and warmth and food cooking. Apparently, this place was attacked. This place was attacked by natives or whatever have you, and they all fell off a cliff. Is the legends that we have, whoever knows about this or shit. Well, doesn't hurt if it's doesn't hurt to try. I point my um, shotgun at the. You said there was a pot above the hearth. I think I said that, but yeah, there's probably something there. It's just kind of bubbling away. I just fire at it. All right, give me a dodge. Fifty-fifty, maybe sixty-two out of fifty percent failure. Did you shoot your shotgun or did you shoot your handgun at it? I have my shotgun out. I pointed my shotgun. All right, what's the damage on a shotgun? Sick. I'm gonna take some so- shotgun damage. Neat. <laughs> oh no it's 2d10 all right so give me a 1d4 you're gonna take that and ricochet it's just the shots bounce off the heavy cast iron back at you one, d4. one. thank yeah, god so kind of one pelt just kind of cuts through your shoulder or something like that it stings maybe it hits it. if you have armor on it, it kind of hits that and kind of embeds in that but yeah shooting a big old school cast iron pot probably not a great move Lawrence is gonna like pluck out a, a, a couple of hairs of hers and just, like, throw it into the darkness. Yeah, the hairs don't change. Give me an alertness. For Florence or everybody? For Florence. 54 success out of 56. It's incredibly hard to see, but the shadow the hairs cast, they're kind of floating through the air, that reverses, like, the shadow on the floor they cast, or kind of whatever they're touching on that would normally be covered by light, where that shadow is, it kind of shoots back to this dark, dilapidated state. But the hairs stay the same. Yeah, the hairs stay the same. They kind of land, and then they're just on the ground. What the fuck? All right, let's... We need what did a, you what the fuck about? The shadows, just of my hairs. It's enough. What do you mean it's enough? It's enough to revert this place back to its destroyed state. I set my bag down as I start pulling out the tarp of my tent. All right. And I uh, pull it up and over us. Do we still feel kind of... Or not, like pull it up and over, but, like, pull it in front of it to shield myself from the from the light. Okay, so all the light you're now blocking, like, that, anything that the light was touching previously just shoots back to darkness. And you're not quite tall enough, but, like, you're seeing kind of, like, so where the light was falling previously, it was, like, it was starting to look nicer because it was getting bigger, but, like, it's it's really old. You're having a much better idea of just kind of how messed up this place gets when there's no light on it kind of thing. Like, it's, like, there's holes in the wall, it's cold. There's like a wind blowing through almost. Like it's absolutely terrible. It's some real barely there house status kind of thing. It's only in the shadow you're casting it. But it's also cold. Like you definitely suddenly feel much colder, like winter cold or something even. I just start shivering and my teeth are chattering. 
Yeah. I opening the door now. Who's up in the door? You should do it, Faustus. Behind your shadow. I'm, ho- I'm holding up a tarp. Mm-hmm. Can someone hold this then? While I tried the door. Yeah, Florence will stand on the side with uh, the light and kind of hold it up and like peek around the side, watching him. Sure. I go to, um, I motion to open the door. Let's see a willpower check or a power check. Oh, baby. 53% success. Nice. Only one willpower drain for this one, but again, like it's just you're grabbing on to something that's not there, basically. Like it, you can feel the handle, but there's no give whatsoever. There is no door to be opened there, despite there visually being a door to open there. It's not budging. All right. We need to see this whole room as it is. We throw the tarp over the hearth, or is that going to set it ablaze? Or it would smolder, but yeah. It'll light up eventually. It's a, it's a synthetic fabric tarp. Those will burn. They burn quite well, unfortunately. We'll get there pretty quickly, but you'll have at least probably a minute or so before it goes up. We have multiple tarps anyways, so it might be worth it. Do we just start feeding this hearth flame with our tarps, or will that just... That's more fanning it. Like, doing that's going to be... Like, feeding it the heart. that stuff's going to make it... That's going to make the flame bigger real quick. Wrapping it up, like, rolling it up and just start wailing on the fire. Ever tried to put a bonfire with a tarp before? It does not work. <laughs> Do they have, like... A big stone slab that you might like put over the hearth at night to like dim it. No, no. Okay. I will grab some of the tent poles and I will uh, makeshift my uh, makeshift a little thing so that way I can hold the tarp open with one hand, like a little cross or whatever. Like a that screen can... almost or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to okay. use the tent poles to make a screen. Uh, is that a survival thing or like yeah, I have a just, that's just that's just a thing you can do. That's a human okay, thing. Cool. cool make a screen and then that way we can kind of i could start like rotating around and we can kind of start seeing the place as it as it is as long as everyone's staying in the, behind the screen how close are you to the hearth like are you blocking a lot of the light coming off of it in a certain direction are you still like halfway through the room back or something like that i can start getting closer if uh need be all right so yeah you're kind of confirming what you already knew which is that when the light goes away it gets darker but so when you're about two-thirds of the way across the room, you're, you're blocking a pretty sizable chunk of the light at that point. It's no longer getting to the ceiling and chunks of the space behind you, and the ceiling is just riddled with holes, especially in the kind of furthest out regions. It's a, a chunk of snow falls through into the space and stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's, it, it gets really cold. Like, winter is out there cold. All your teeth start chattering. Everyone give me a constitution check. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 76 out of 50 failure. 40% out of 70% success. 10 out of 70 success. Yeah, so just one point of health damage for just being, like, frostbitingly cold. Like, the coldest you've ever been. Like, negative 40 and then wind chill on top of that winter is just suddenly in this room in the shade with you. Now that you've exposed these whole, this many holes in the kind of facade of the house. Just to clarify looking back the two people in the hospital they didn't have any like frost uh, frostbite wounds or no. anything right okay okay i think we're fine just it's fucking cold god damn uh what did the people in the hospital say when they saw uh here at the homestead i don't remember what they don't remember no i mean like there was there was something like the the maple trees it was, it was like that was the last thing they saw before they forget what happened so the fire got bigger, right? Then we can kind of assume from just kind of matching everything together. Got bigger from him, and she'll point to the dead body. 
<laughs> there's a dead body here? The ghost. Oh, the ghost. The ghost. There's, there's a, wasn't there a set of stairs? I should have mentioned this too. The fire also got bigger when Faustus tried the door. Okay. There is another way out of here. Uh, and it's not the door. We need to look around and see what else this place is doing. And perhaps we need to destroy the hearth back where we were. We need to get more information. So everybody, let's start looking around. You gonna drop the tarp shield for a little bit? I'm gonna drop the tarp shield a little bit. All right. Yeah, so kind of light returns back to the room. The snow that fell through the ceiling kind of rapidly melts and kind of becomes water and then kind of evaporates pretty quickly away. I want to check upstairs. All right. Can I go check upstairs? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to follow along. I will also follow. Yeah. We should not separate. Our normal three-person formation with uh, me in the back, Florence in the middle, and uh, Faust is taking point in the front. So you get to the back room, and the back room's kind of weird. So there's no real light getting back here. There's some ambient glow from the stuff out front. And, like, five feet into the room the room just kind of ends. Like, the boards kind of, like, just kind of break off in midair, so you're looking out into nothingness. It's just kind of, like, you're incapable of comprehending what you're looking at. Give me a sand check. 3 out of 79 success. Uh, I got a 61. 67 out of 47. 97 out of 41 failure. I will offload any kind of sand damage onto my church body. All right, so it's just one point of sand damage for this as you stare into not blackness but just void there is nothing there there was never anything there there's never been anything there there will never be anything there or maybe there will be someday but like it's not you're not looking into nothing you're looking into infinite nothing like nothing has ever been there ever kind of infinity but so if you want to offload let's see that 1d4 check to see how much power you use or power all right so you do offload all of your sanity but in the process of doing that, you just kind of like, you lose four power from that offloading, but also just suddenly you feel extra drained. You take an additional two points of power damage. So here's the thing. My willpower points, I only have two left. So you're unconscious. God damn it. You, you just kind of fall to the floor unconscious. What the fuck? I try to, like, check on, uh, on him and, like, try to get him on his feet or, like, just at least try to shake him and see if he's responding. He is out like it's this isn't a sleep this isn't a coma this is just kind of out okay we need to find a way out fast or this place is gonna take him to um now that we've been here for a little bit while uh, a little while longer can i try another unnatural check yeah 51 out of 10 failure just a very uncomfortable place to be okay all right so this is this is all that they have upstairs right this work gets kind of extra weird so this is the back room the stairs kind of ended about halfway up. I see. You're not quite sure when, but now there's a second story. Also, the light from the kind of fire now reaches to all the way to the door. It's fully lighting up that first room. We get out of here. Hmm, quick question, or quick GM question. Earlier when we were trying to open the door, it's not so much that the door is locked, it's just it physically cannot be opened, right? Yeah, I, no, no, and I will say a pretty major change has occurred in the house. Like, there's, there was no light touching the door previously. Now there's a lot of light touching the door. That front room is now quite bright okay i'm wondering if this is a situation where we need to feed it enough to get out because if it's gotten that big off of just us i'd imagine that it'd be a lot bigger off of all the people that have gone missing i mean until it runs out of i guess the source kind of like how uh 
gas in the car. Like, there's only so much you could use before it needs to take more life force or something. I don't know. Um, considering it's like that... Uh, Give me a hit check. 95% failure. 63 out of 45. There's something obvious that's just not occurring to you at this exact point in time. But there's something about the groups that you're not like, it's, it's, it's there. It's not, you're, not, you're not quite grasping a very important detail about the groups you've kind of heard about and interviewed about this place. Is there always one person left behind with these groups? In those instances, yeah. Oh, I sure shit. Don't feel like sacrificing. Oh, boy. I need to look around a little bit longer. Yeah, let's let's look around. Cause, Don't uh... touch anything. Okay. So uh, are we just going to leave Faustus on the ground here, or what are we doing? Grab him. You don't right. want to lose him. I'll pick up Faustus and carry him. He is getting weirdly light. Maybe I'm... Maybe it's because I'm tired, uh, but this guy's feeling a lot lighter than before. Can I do, like, a medical check on him? Is he, like, emaciating? Yeah, give me a medicine check. Oh, no. 26 out of 55. Yeah, it's looking drained. Fuck. Um, uh, she's gonna just attempt to, to go through whatever medicine she'd have in, like, her first aid kit and, uh, just try to put something together to just wake him up. Like an adrenaline shot or something? Yep. Or what are those like little pill things that they pop and have people snort and they wake up? What are those? Smelling salts? There it is, yeah. Just something to, to wake him up. You can try that. I would like to. All right. Let's see that. Uh, what am I rolling? If you just have it in your kit, you have it in your kit. So uh, give me a luck roll on this one. Actually, Faustus, let's see a luck roll from you on this one. I'll even give you a plus 10 on it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, here, 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 here goes Father fucking Fumble. Uh, luck check it is. Uh, oh, 94% yes. failure. Nah, he remains unconscious. I, I guess kind of, I would suggest, like, the, the light is growing ever brighter. If you're gonna do something, now is, it needs to probably be now kind of thing. Like, Faustus is looking more gaunt by the second. He's not gonna, like, fade away in the next 10 seconds, but more time here might be a real problem. Like, it's time to start searching the house or put the kind of, it's time to put the pedal down for lack of a better phrase all right really fast let's search the house get as much information as we can don't take too long all right and um, then we need to make a decision all right well then let's uh let's let's go i'll i'll, I'll take point and carry this guy so i i'll carry uh faustus with me and we'll just start kind of looking around from where we are all right yeah so someone goes upstairs finally yeah yeah we both go all right i'm carrying faustus both of you give me a search when you get up there. 91 out of 48 failure. <laughs> 100% fumble. God damn it. All right. So there's only one room up there. and It's very sparse. And kind of you're looking around frantically because you're panicked because this is definitely a bad situation. And you're kind of patting down some furniture and your hand, you realize, is resting on a not maybe as mummified as it was mere minutes ago corpse it's a couple it's a man and a woman lying next to each other the woman is clutching a diary on her chest kind of thing like in her slowly un kind of zombifying hands both of you give me a sand check so you're now looking at kind of just like this weird mummy in this weird house 90 percent failure uh 80 percent failure all right 1d4 sand damage this is this is kind of the full house coming full circle on you this is yeah not a big deal yeah I'm fine. <laughs> i lost one all right so what do you do? You grab the journal, maybe? Or you kind of, like, give up on this? Florence will grab the journal. Yeah. 
Yeah, so kind of like initially the journal resists as you pull up, eventually kind of it lets go and you now have a journal. You're going to read the journal real quick? Yes. All right, so you're flipping through and very quickly you realize that this is the private journal of one Silence Perkins. Well, Florence is probably the best person to be fucking reading this if she was a witch, so I'm going to read it. All right. It's mostly just kind of the story of uh, a young couple happily in love that they kind of set off into the wilderness to start a trading post of some kind. And uh, towards the kind of later sections of the book, it starts talking about kind of a terrible storm beset the house, but her husband had built the house so well that it kind of, they started welcoming in outsiders. They were kind of like, they, were, they became a refuge of sorts. And then the roof caved in and smothered the hearth with snow, and that's when things went to hell. Everyone froze to death overnight, and her and her husband kind of crawled into bed to be with each other in their last moments. And this, like, kind of, it's you can see her in the writing, it's shaking as she's writing this, so she's probably freezing to death. And uh, they beg of you if anyone comes across this, warn people of this place, it's cursed. Her husband's name is Simon, by the way. It's Silence and Simon Perkins. Cursed, it's cursed, it's cursed. Silence, Simon's. Okay, I maybe. We should smother the hearth. Smother it? Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the only thing you can think of if we're going to smother it is to literally feed it one of us. And obviously, given the body count situation we're in right now, there's only one person who's out of it. And... Cave in the roof. The roof already caved in once. So we're caving in the roof again? Or what are we doing here? Like, are you really, like, are this what we're going with? Do you have a better idea? I, I, I don't. <sighs> Fuck. No. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to have to cover the hearth with the sheet. We're going to have a limited amount of time to do it, but then we're going to have to bust down the roof. We have shotguns. This is the best we've got. I don't, I don't know if this will work, but. Uh, all, right, all right. Well, then let's, let's go. Um, so I'll pick up. Uh... Really fast before we do that. Let's just make sure there's nothing else we haven't searched. Uh, and I guess with that, I'll do another quick glance around the room to see if there's anything else I might have missed. Nah, nothing. It's pretty Spartan. Uh, so there's nothing else in the house that we haven't searched yet? Nah, yeah, it's a it's a pretty bare-bones house. It's furniture and kind of some surfaces and stuff like that. But again, yep. necessities, not luxuries. Yeah, looking out the window, what do we see? Snow. Snow? Snow covers the windows. This is either going to kill us or save us. Florence is going to wrap herself in a tarp, though. All right. Or probably one of like those like uh, heat blankets that you have and like camping supplies. Yeah. So the like emergency FEMA right blanket yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll you know I'll kind of make sure I cover up with whatever I have with us there, but I mean it's not much. Sure. Then let's cover the hearth. All right. Uh, all right. So I uh, I put down Faustus, and then I'm gonna go ahead and try to cover up the hearth. Yeah, you you do that. You kind of just throw in the tarp over it, and it blocks the room. And yeah. In the split second, it kind of gets covered. The room just goes to hell. Like, it's falling in. There's snow falling through the ceiling, kind of small drifts. Like, it's a horrible place all of a sudden. The cold comes rushing back in at you again. All right. Uh, now that the cold hit, I want to try to check to see if I can open the door. You're going to try and open the door? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, the door opens. Yep. I'm going to throw it open pretty much as much as big as the doorway can be open. Sure. I'm going to run back. Uh, and pick up Faustus. Okay. And then basically dart line it towards the door and yell at Florence, it's open, let's go! Yeah, Florence is already at the door once it's open. All right, okay. so Foxtrot, you 
bust out of the door into night. It's a little bit colder than it was when you were outside last. You remember, but you're kind of not totally noticing that. You're not holding Faustus anymore. Oh, no. What does Florence see happen? So, kind of like, the body hits the door and this kind of, like, stops at the doorway. She'll see if she can go through. She can. She's going to stand in the doorway and turn around with her shotgun and just, like, unload into the roof above the hearth. All right. Yeah, you're shooting a solitary object. So, yeah, so just, you punch, you put a bunch of holes in slowly, but surely the ceiling kind of gives in and just snow comes pouring in, hitting the tarp and kind of a, it's like almost like a split 10 seconds where nothing happens. You start hearing a sizzle as the snow is forcing the tarp down onto the fire and the fire hits the snow and rapidly you hear kind of the choking sound of the fires. It kind of pops and spurts and then suddenly the light kind of completely dies and starting at kind of the back of the house, the house starts to fade out. There's nothing there. It just starts to fade out of existence. Kind of the darkness hits the hearth and that's kind of starts creeping through the rest of the house towards you. Yeah, Florence just tosses the shotgun and tries to drag um, Faustus out. Faustus isn't there anymore. She just steps out, steps out of the, the door. And you are back in a grove of trees. It is dark at night. The sky is a dark purple blue. It is it's much later than the day that you remember it being when you went inside the first time. You look back at the door? Uh, Yeah. There's no door there anymore. She immediately starts cursing at, like, the top of her lungs. Yeah. She's, like, yelling, Fuck! What the fuck? I just kind of stare blankly towards where the door used to be and don't say anything. Like, I'm just kind of, like, in a weird moment of shock. Yeah. Yeah, She's just, like, pacing and cursing. Yeah. Uh, Do you kind of, like, spend the night there just kind of trying to find Faustus? Like, what is... Uh, what do you do? You try to try and head back to civilization. You call Pine. Like, what are you doing once you kind of collect yourself? And the, the job is done. The house is gone, in theory, as best you can tell. You're pretty sure you killed the house. Uh, I want to look around the surrounding area from where we saw the door to see if there's any signs of Faustus at all. No, there's nothing. He is going to uh, take out her elder sign, Rock, and just kind of walk around and see if anything reacts to it. Nah, the this is kind of dead. That's her set up camp. Yeah. She's got her hands buried, her, her head buried in her hands. Yeah, so you you make camp, you um you wake up the next morning. It's crisp, it's cold, and all of the trees around you are just a almost impossibly red shade of red. And looking kind of out the front of your tent, out the rest of the kind of valley and trees you're looking at, they've all changed. It's uh, into other reds, oranges, yellows. The greens are gone. The air is crisp and cold. If you had to guess, it almost was like fall has come to the mountain all of a sudden. Imagine that's because the uh, how's the hearth looking? That's still there. It's like the what you were what the remains were there is none changed. Like that hasn't changed at all. Except there's no more door there anymore. Yeah, in the morning, Florence is going to place the uh, elder sign rock like on the side of the hearth with like an FF carved into it. Sure, let's go, Fox Shop. Just going to nod. Yeah, so getting down a mountain's pretty easy compared to kind of a cross country and it like it takes you about a most of the day to get back to where you were at previously. That kind of you left uh, Shecky at one initially. Uh it's it's tiring work. You're still exhausted. Like you slept like the dead the night before though. The sun's starting to set as you get back towards the parking lot where you left your car and the car's not there. Well, ain't that some shit. 
uh, I want to look for signs to see if there's anything, like, if they try to break, if they broke into the car, like, broken glass, any signs of any kind of break-in to where the car was. Yeah, give me a search. Fumble, 55 out of 47. Yeah, you, you kind of find some flowers, but they blow away from you as you're walking around. Uh, yeah, no, no, nothing, nothing, no signs of your car at all. Florence will take out her phone, and does she have a cell signal? She does. She's going to call Pine. All right, so the phone rings a couple times, and... No one picks up. You try calling again? Yeah. How many times do you try calling, I guess? He's just calling nonstop. Yeah, so after like your ninth or tenth call and no pickup, the phone starts to ring from a different phone number. She'll answer it. Who the fuck is this and where did you find this cell phone? It's done. What do you mean done? Who is this? It sound like, does it sound like uh, fine? It's fine, it's fine. Fine? Lawrence? Yes. Where the hell have you been? And we sent in Tiso to clean up your off. They were pretty sure you didn't make a clean cover up of some kind, but I, where the hell have you been? What do you mean? What? what day do you think it is, Agent Florence? August 20th. It's October 23rd. Welcome back, Agent. Um, we lost Faustus. There'll be, there'll be time for a debriefing later, Agent. Um, I, uh, I'll send you some plane tickets. Things have changed some. Um, in your absence, you were declared dead along with your other comrades. Uh, unfortunately, missing in action is a liability in our line of work. What? Uh, we assumed you were dead. Uh, we've now that you're back, we can reaccess. We can re-enable you. But you what were declared you... legally dead a month ago. We figured that was better for your families. What are we going to tell them now? It's not completely uncommon for people to come back from the dead. Things happen. We can get you back in the system from a government standpoint, but your friends, your family, that may be a bit of more of a complicated topic. You just say it was a kidnapping? We, we can try, but again, there's been some research done into your whereabouts. Your girlfriend is a persistent investigator. Okay, I can handle it. We need someone to pick us up. Understood. We will send transit immediately. Uh, it, it's good to hear your voice, Florence. Again. Welcome back. Thanks. Hang up. Yep. I look over at Florence and say, what the fuck did she say? October. Late October. No, it's not. We, it's August. Florence is just going to show him, like, the, the uh, date on her phone. Yeah, it says October. Uh, I'm going to grab my phone, because I'm kind of in disbelief for a second there, and I'm guessing it also says October? It also says October. People, we were declared dead, but we're going to... Wait, we? All of us declared dead? Yeah, we've been missing for a month. Two. Two months. <sighs> well, shit. This is going to be awkward to explain when I get back to the office. I don't know what I'm going to tell my people the truth. That's not in the cards. I know. This is why uh, I roll solo and uh, have a dog. Animals forgive. People not so much. You remember where Faustus said he was a minister out of? Uh, not off the top of my head, but I'm sure we can ask, uh, Pine. I'm sure she'll, uh, she'll tell us, I guess. Assuming she's not stingy with the fucking information. It's a good thing we didn't actually show any of our, at least get anyone, at least no one actually got our names here. That's the bright side. How many text messages does Florence have? You're starting to catch up now that you're back in more civilization. Like, it's just buzzing constantly in your hand now that you're back online, if you will. She's not going to open the messages because it'll show, like, red, but she's going to just see everybody who's texted her. Yeah. 
I'd assume like every single one of your bonds, your colleagues, like anyone who might have cared about Florence has texted her. Uh, she probably has some texts from her dad then. She deletes them. Fair enough. I take it, kids, considering the way I live, my phone is pretty quiet. No, no, for... you have a text as well. All right, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and check my text and see what it says. It is a text from the neighbor that you leave your dog with that's from about a month ago. It says, asshole, when are you coming back to take your dog back? So I'm going to type up a reply and uh, let's say, sorry, job went longer than expected. I should be home soon. Send. Yeah, kind of as you do that, a, uh, a black van pulls up. Person kind of this and the driver's seat looks at you. Uh, you two with Pine? Yeah. Yeah. All right, get in. We're taking you to debriefing. Um, you, you okay? You need some water, like a strong drink. Um, kind of all I got in the car right now with me, but uh, nice. all right, there's not three of you anymore. Um, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, let's let's get you to debriefing ASAP. This is gonna be hasn't one of these in a while. You have um. Got a knife on you? Uh, yeah, I got several. What do you need the knife for? I mean, I need to make it look like I just got out of being lost for two months. There's plenty of time for that after debriefing. Don't worry about it. You you got some stuff to get caught up on. Before you go kind of filleting yourself for a good cover story, let's clean you up and give you a little bit of time to catch up on what's happened in the world. You, you did a good job here. I'm not sure how it kicked off, but when T-Cell showed up to kind of do cleanup work because he went MIA on us, they said, Situation was handled. The crowds had dispersed. Um, so good work there. But uh, yeah, we had deployed T cells. A bit of a problem. Good job, by the way, leaving enough of a trail they could find you again and confirm the dot job was done. Maybe check in a little bit more next time. It was kind of hard finding the initial trail to follow. Yeah. All right. Cool. Get in. We'll take you to the spot. Lawrence will get in the back. Yep. Yeah, and I guess I'll just get. Is it like a van or just a car or what? A is van. It? Yeah. All right. I'll just sit in some middle row area. I'm assuming there's three rows in the van. Yep. Oh, yeah, there's definitely three rows in the van. All right, I'll just sit in the middle. Yeah. He just kind of drives off. As we're driving, Florence kind of, like, looks around and gives, like, Foxtrot a nod. Yeah, I'll just nod back. You drive in this van for what feels like hours. Maybe it is hours. You're all exhausted, though, too, right? Not, not you all, but just you two, just Agent Florence and Agent Foxtrot. You drive, it's tired, you've survived. Probably as close, like, you've been in some weird situations as part of this job, but, like, looking back, that was hell. Like, that that was an inescapable, out-of-reality, at least as far as you understand it, situation to find yourself in. Like, you literally watched one of your cellmates vanish before your eyes kind of thin. Like, they're not just dead, they're gone. Capital G, gone in this situation kind of thing. And that's not something either of you experienced yet, and... Then also you come back to reality and find out that two months have passed and well, all the ramifications that come with that, as we established, Florence, you've just had your phone blown up with text messages you've been afraid to look at. Foxtrot, not quite so much, but you've been kind of hit up by a bunch of stuff as well. You're in this van. What thoughts are going through your head? You kind of starting to realize what's happened. Like, and I guess like before we kind of dive into that though, remember also Pine's reaction was Things have gotten complicated since you've been away, kind of. You're also both smart enough to know that you're probably under some scrutiny. You came back after being assumed dead via operation for two months. Given how you've witnessed uh, Delta Green operating so far, that's potentially kind of grounds for them to go, are these people even really people? Yeah, so you're in the van, you're driving, 
the van's windows are tinted, so it's kind of hard to see out at night, but it's also night, so it's dark and trees around you. What are you two thinking after all this? You haven't really had a chance to kind of decompress. Like, this is this is the closest you've been to safe you're realizing in, technically speaking, two months in, for you, probably 24, 48 hours, because you've been out hiking kind of thing. Uh, what are the thoughts? Well, I know my character is still trying to, like, obviously, he, you know, he's used to having, like, you know, being kind of around death, but it's usually not by a house. So it's just the fact that it's so weirdly intangible is really, really awkward with this whole situation. And obviously, you know, given that like losing someone on your team is always difficult. And so he's, it's just, he he has a weird way of coping, I guess, because, you know, it's unfortunately kind of part of the job sometimes. And also said we've established he's kind of a bit of a he enjoys control and this is a uncontrollable moment, if you will. Like they thought they were in a mild type of control, the operation happened and they've come out and I'm not sure like what be like what is a worse proving of you have no control than a literal like time travel might be. Forced time travel at that hypothetically even. Yeah. Yeah. Lawrence? Uh she's not her typical self. She's not calm or composed she seems kind of jittery in her seat she's running her hands through her hair twiddling her thumbs she looks at the passenger seat where she'd expect francis to be sitting and then just looks at the empty van and thinks about faustus being gone and i think she kind of gets more and more erratic until she just breaks and screams and punches the side of the van a couple of times gets her knuckles bloodied yeah, and the driver driving all this kind of is witnessing you two have your well, your moments back there and just calm, collective, like doesn't even phase him that much as best you can tell. And again, you drive for quite some time and eventually you arrive at what looks like an abandoned strip mall of some kind, just in the middle of nowhere. You haven't passed a car or a house by your estimation for at least an hour kind of thing. What you pull up in front of appears to have been a strip mall that had at one point a large kind of big box store of some kind in it and kind of several smaller ones. And kind of the guy kind of ushers you out of the car and leads you into what at one point was probably like a local accountant office or something, but just this place got abandoned hard. There's a bunch of desks there. It's used to be a place of some type of office work of some kind. And Pine is just kind of sitting there in the gloom waiting for you. Well, uh, welcome back, agents. I got here as fast as we could get you. I, I apologize for the circuitous route. Um, I mean, I figure you've been, driven, you've been being driven around in kind of a bit of a circle for a little while, A, to disorient you to see if anything's going to trigger, and B, to give me time to get here and keep you under some type of observation. I, I'm sure you have questions. We have some as well. Are there any immediate questions to get out of the way before we begin this debriefing? We found Francis. We have not. And that situation has escalated. We don't have time to go into it right now, but there appears to have been an accident of some kind. He's alive just for the time being in a coma of some kind. It happened in the last month or so. Uh, There was a car accident. He was driving his son somewhere and the car just came out of nowhere. His son survived. Um, It's weird though. He was admitted to the hospital and with, minor car injuries but seem to get worse while there and we have an we have a not an agent but a friendly at the hospital kind of keeping an eye on the situation we just haven't had the time to 
well investigate that whole situation as it deserves, unfortunately, and kind of looks at you, and you will not be investigating that anytime soon either. Before we kind of get to this, I suppose, uh, you two are out of the field for the foreseeable future. Our situation's escalated enough that it's not safe for you to be out there given whatever you may have been exposed to in your missing period. And if I'm being honest, as an organization, we have a bit of a hard time, well, trusting that you have our organization's best interests at heart after being gone. It's purely for caution. We would treat anyone that vanished for this type of time period the same. Think of this as this kind of a observational period. Assuming you don't sprout extra legs or arms or explode, get you back in the field soon enough and back to fighting the good fight. But for now, enjoy being civilians again for a little while. Let me get this straight. We disappeared because of an assignment you gave us. And then now that we come back, you have trouble trusting us because we've been gone due to the assignment you gave us? Foxtrot, if you had an asset vanish for several years behind hostile lines and then just randomly reappear one day, would you immediately send that asset back out into the field out some type of extended observation investigatory period? Well, I mean, they would go out and deal with situations that don't involve a fucking haunted house. So I would have maybe more reason to see where you're looking from with that one. But yeah, I just, hmm. are we done here? You may not agree with it, but the logic is the same. Are we done here? No, unfortunately, we are not. So to address the biggest issue in the room, you were both declared legally dead about a month ago. That may have been an oversight on our part, but after a prolonged disappearance in our line of work, we often use this as a precaution, and it just kind of closes investigations in missing persons and allows families to move on. I'm not going to say that this was not a tad forced, given kind of looks at Florence's certain relationships insistences on finding the other one uh, but we're going through the process of bringing you back to life the system has you officially back it will take some time to fully make it through but you may have at least for the temporary time being some difficulty accessing well banks credit cards use of your social security number or a variety of other things it will probably get triggered as or of identity theft. As you may or may not know, the stealing of dead people's identities, especially in the first year of their demise, is a common criminal activity and something that's on many watch lists. We do apologize for the inconvenience this causes. And again, we're trying our best to speed up that process. If you have a local bank branch, you can go into to handle such things. That should be able to clean things up. But the use of remote ATMs is probably out of the question for the time being. Again, part of why we are, for lack of a better phrase, benching you temporarily. Give you time to quite literally, in a more bureaucratic way, come back to life. Our story is what we tell people. I unfortunately have to leave that up to you. We did manage to slap together a, what we thought at the time was a post-mortem terrorist task force we drew you into. And that seems to have dissuaded some attention. As best we could, we managed to maintain your jobs at the CIA and the CDC, but there will be questions. It was tad rushed, it was a tad messy, and if I'm being honest, there were many questions. We didn't have the time to kind of construct and feed this through normal channels we might like, and the fact that we were assigning people that had been missing for upwards of two or three weeks at the time, who said task force, did raise some questions. Uh, No one's been fired again. They've been notified they'll be coming back. There's been a couple confused emails about that already. 
what what do I say that we just disappeared because the government told us to? We were kidnapped. What's the kidnapping is definitely approach you could take. Um, we have prepared a couple vague reports about you being a I've looked at you specifically, Florence, you being taken hostage by a separatist militia temporarily while investigating a known site or two that we can force the channels that will mostly collaborate this story. We also have a prepared story that will kind of indicate that for your safety and for the safety of your loved ones, this ruse was necessary as to avoid investigation into your private lives. Neither one of these is perfect, however. Both of them will undoubtedly raise more questions than you naturally would want coming off of this. And that will only handle your professional life. Your personal life, we are far less capable of influencing. I have looks at Foxtrot. Admittedly, some of us have less to influence in that category than others. More importantly, Pine, whatever was happening out there wasn't an accident. Someone's setting us up. That brings us to what has been going on. We're not sure what's going on is the blunt answer, but the number of low-scale occurrences we're now tracking has almost tripled in the last few months. Uh, we noticed an upward trend a little bit before you were sent here to Vermont, but since then the number has, well, skyrocketed. Most of the occurrences are minor, easily contained. A few have proven to be surprisingly lethal. We're not quite sure what's going on with this. There are some theories in higher-up cells, but they're not talking for obvious reasons, and we're scrambling right now to kind of cover this. We're pri currently, we're prioritizing various targets, various topics they arise, and some stuff we admit is falling through the cracks. We're having cells die, though. You were not the only cell to, as we thought, suffer a sudden and tragic disappearance or death based on what we thought was a relatively safe operation. Somebody's influencing massive amounts of people. I don't know how, but what I did find was many of them had their text messages and emails cleared before a certain date, before news even broke about what was going on where we were. People are dying because someone's orchestrating it. We will take that under advisement and begin the process of looking into that. For now, it's not what you want to hear, but I recommend you attempt to salvage what you can from your personal lives. As I said, you're out in the cold temporarily. We'll keep you appraised of information that we deem relevant, but for now we are putting you on a bit of a cooling off period. Hopefully whatever heat you've incurred has died off given your disappearance, but that's where we stand, agents, unfortunately. Okay. Excellent. We will get you back home now post-haste if desired. If you wish to have a day or two to sleep or recuperate before returning home, I completely understand. We can bring in supplies and kind of gestures around the office, some amenities here, but until you decide to go home, we're going to be forced to keep you here off the grid. Part of the stories we've constructed will be potentially flagged if people find you're out renting hotel rooms and whatnot. One of our safe houses, we've used it before. It's not a green box, it's just a cooling off place, if you will. We also can arrange for immediate travel home. We have uh, private jets for both of you waiting on standby if need be for this type of a situation. Not all the stops, huh? It's very rare for agents to vanish for multiple days, let alone multiple weeks, and in your case, multiple months, and come back alive. 
I would be lying if I said you weren't of at least mild curiosity for the more analytical branches of our organization. There is some fascination with your return that I suspect will go unsatiated, but that fascination is also a mix of suspicion and kind of pauses for a sec. If I'm being honest, agents, this whole thing is strange. Strange by our standards, I mean. And the fact that of many cells operating right now, you are the only ones to have gestures. You've sustained casualties, unfortunately, but you came back. Several cells have not been that lucky lately. Do you trust us, Pine? We'll see. Your your friend, uh, the former agent Fiddlesticks, now agent Tranch, has been adamant that if you made it back, you're fine. But again, we have to follow procedure. We would do this for anyone, even her and her beloved E-cell members. Look at it as a vacation. The first time since you joined us, you're guaranteed to be left alone for at least a little while. If things become dire, we may bring you back in sooner than maybe we planned. But have looks at Florence. You could potentially finally go on that vacation you had planned if you so wanted. She just kind of walks over to his spot in the office, lays down on the ground. Yeah. Just let me know when I can fucking go home. You can go home right now if you so wish, Foxtrot. Uh, it appears Florence will be at least spending the evening here to decompress, but if you wish to return home immediately, we can arrange for that. The nice thing about states like this is that they have numerous small airports that are used to late night and what some might call suspicious air travel. All right. Yeah. Just let me know where I gotta go. I'm going home. That's you two are parting ways here? Uh, Yep. Lawrence, how many days are you spending kind of at the safe house they've dropped you off at just the night you're going home tomorrow? No, I think she spends a few days because sure. she kind of has a couple of days where she's still on edge and kind of breaking down. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There are probably a couple of days where she thrashes parts of the office. Yeah. It's, it's not pretty, but by the end of it, she looks pretty haggard and... uh her knuckles are all, like, scabbed over. No, and I, I will say that, like, Delta Green has this space specifically for exactly what Florence is going through. They have it, like, well, I mean, like, intentionally stocked with stuff that's like, yeah, you can totally break this and you probably won't hurt yourself with it. Like, it's the, someone has gone through this space and prepped it where it's like, yeah, you can be mad and punch drywall to your heart's content, but the chances of you hanging yourself here or kind of finding a way to commit suicide is actually incredibly low. It's prepped specifically for this type of agent kind of decompression, if you will. Yeah, it's not like she has any, like, suicidal tendencies, but she's a very destructive nature. Oh, no, they literally have a hybrid of, like, rage room and safe house for you to hang out in kind of thing as you go through. Like, this is maybe not the normal, but they understand that, like, when weird stuff like this happens, it leads to most agents are not ready to reintegrate with society because they literally went through something so weird their mind is still processing the ramifications of it. But I think she stays probably for at least three days. All right. Makes sense to me. Well, since Foxtrot went home first, we will do Foxtrot's kind of return to home first. So you arrive at LAX. There's a um, town car waiting for you. Picks you up. Do you make any stops? Just go straight home. Oh, uh, straight home. All right. Yeah, so you, you get home and in front of your door, there's just kind of a stack of papers or whatnot, like no mail, because someone's been taking in your mail for you, or your mail's been stopped, you're not quite sure which, but kind of like odds and ends, like takeout menus have been kind of left there, they've stacked on the door and fallen off some. Do you have any kind of special coming home from an operation? Because you have CIA training for you, you in theory would have a 
coming home from like normal operation procedures. Like what is you check them to make sure it's booby trapped. You have any kind of like, what's the right phrase? Tests or triggers of any kind you prep for when you leave to make sure no one's been in your home. Kind of, I definitely uh, would want to check any footage like, or see if there's any incidents that set off on like my internal cameras. Sure. So uh, I kind of will just go through that and see if anything popped up before I walk in through the door. Yeah. And I guess I'm also talking about stuff like what a stringer hair test is. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, is he doing anything like that in theory? Or just kind of that's 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 too old school spycraft for him. That's a little too old school spycraft. There, oh, I'd ask still. Yeah, so you're going through your footage. I guess like are you like in the lobby going through the footage on your phone or something. Like how are you going about doing this? Check it through my phone. Yeah, as you're driving home, or kind of you wait to get back in the building before you're checking it. Uh, as I'm driving home. Sure. Yes, yeah, so you're kind of going through that. Yeah, aside for kind of. The neighbor that kind of takes care of your dog, he comes in at one point. He's got a key and kind of gets your dog, kind of comes back once or twice for supplies. Beyond that, you had no visitors. You kind of slowly see just a layer of dust building up in the place, some like normal two months of neglect, if you will. Yeah, beyond that, nothing on the footage that's strange. Okay. So uh, beyond that, I will actually, uh, when I get there, first thing I'll do is actually go to the neighbor and get my dog. Sure. So what is this neighbor like? We did not describe them previously. Like, uh, what's their name, I guess? Like, who, who, what do they look like? Are they a family? Are they kind of another single person that lives in the building? It's another single person who lives in the building. Yeah. Like, it's an older gentleman as well. Sure. Where I live is just tends to be a lot of older folks in general, so. Sure. A quiet neighborhood. Yeah. That's your knock on the door? Yep. Yeah, so the door opens up pretty quickly, but... It's not the person you were expecting in this case. It's a late 20s, early 30s woman. She's um, dressed in kind of sweatpants and kind of looks at you. Who the hell are you? I'm your neighbor, uh, or at least I'm the neighbor to the guy who lives here. She's here to get my dog. Oh, shit, you're the dog guy. Um, I've snapped her fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hang on one sec. Kind of like, you hear her go back and hear your dog kind of rustling about and she kind of brings him out on the leash. Yeah, so... um. The previous ten, he left and left the dog, or kind of like managed to pawn the dog off onto me. Uh, it's, it's Jack, right? He told me your name's like Jack or something. John. John. Sorry, yeah, it was a J sound. Um, I looks at you, looks at the dog. Give me a charisma check to see how pissed off the dog is with you. Uh, eighty percent out of twenty failure. All right, time to give me a one d four. Uh, one. All right, so you're going to kind of reduce that bond by one right now. You got lucky on that one. It's a dog. Okay. It's resilient. So what's that bring that bond down to? <laughs> Three. Yeah, so the dog is pretty resentful still. It's If an awkward moment was capable of the dog, one drags on in this moment kind of for a very long time. Long enough that this woman kind of looks at you, looks at the dog. I know you've been away on, like, work or something, and the guy said, like, you travel and he watches the dog for you for a little bit. Uh, do you, do you want to come in or something for a second while your dog adjusts to you being back? I got coffee and is you're a tea drinker or something, I guess? Uh, those hippie types? No, not right now. I'd rather just kind of get settled in. Uh, had a long flight, so I'll settle down. But I will uh, pick you up on that tomorrow, if that's okay. Yeah, um, if you want to leave him with me one more night, I can totally watch him. I've kind of grown used to him. I, I can also bring his stuff by later if you want. We got some food and stuff. You kind of ran out of your normal supplies right before the guy moved out. Yeah, if you want to bring him over later on, that's fine. Question, what time is it right now when I got home? 
Uh, it's early in the morning. I'll say like you flew all night, so it's probably like I don't know, like nine, ten a.m. at the latest. Okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go get settled in and uh, I guess meet at lunch. I guess or something. I don't know. Sorry, long flight. I'm trying to get uh recovered from the jet lag. Totally get it. And you can definitely buy me lunch to pay me back for watching your dog. Yeah, that's fine. What did you say your name was? Uh, Christine. Okay. Well, nice to meet you. I'm John. Nice to meet you, John. She kind of like, did you want the dog or should I keep him for a little bit longer so you can settle in and I'll bring him by at lunch? No, I'll, I'll take him now and then I'll just grab the other stuff later on. All right. I have like hands off the leash. You live in a house, you live in an apartment, I guess. We never really totally established that one. It's like a townhome. Okay. Yeah. So like the neighbors are what relatively close, but it's a townhome that has like a yard. So it's like. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I can butcher detached it. Detached townhome, I guess yeah. you call it. Before I walk back, I'd like to check the mailbox, or at least specifically, once she goes in, check her mailbox and see if I can find something that has her full name on it. Yeah, give me a search on that one. 18 out of 48, success. Yeah, so you find some mail, you find some spam addressed to, like, resident and stuff like that. Anything with her name? Yeah, so you find a couple things that kind of reveal her last name is Buchanan. Okay. So uh, I'll just make a note of that and put you know the mail back and then head back yeah. to the house. Yep. Makes sense. So once I get back to the house, I kind of put my stuff down. I uh, head over to my kitchen, you know, get some hot water boiling. So I make myself some tea. But at the same time, I am going to do some research on this person because I don't trust them. Despite the fact that they have my dog. She just happens to know a little bit too much about me and it makes me uncomfortable. Sure. Get the role search for that one. Or... Uh, so what are you looking for? Just kind of like some background checky stuff on her, like to make sure she's actually yeah. legit? Yeah, like background check stuff. See if it's like a... Googling her name or what? Hmm. I don't have any access. To... Well, no, I still would have access to my stuff at the CIA, like as far as databases stuff go, because I'm still getting sorted out, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll just do some old school, like Google searches and things like that. Yeah, God, give me a search for that. 20 out of 48 success. You find the normal kind of social media stuff, lightly kind of attended to, though, just to be kind of into all that stuff. A bunch of pictures of your dog as of late, kind of going after that cloud as best you can tell. But she seems normal enough, kind of several stories about moving to L.A. that line up with kind of what she hinted at with the neighbor moving and stuff like that. Pictures of her place, which you know is kind of the neighbor's place. Um, you know, everything seems normal, very normal. Okay. Still suspicious, but I'll uh for the time being I will I will settle with what information I've found so far. Yeah. Makes sense. And do you wind up meeting her for lunch or no? Uh yeah. Yeah. We can play that. We can also just kind of hand wave it some. I'll just roll a charisma check for that if you want. <laughs> I'm curious to see how we would play it out, but yeah, let's have some fun with it. Let's play it out. All right. Yeah, let's do that. So kind of around noon she comes by your place with just kind of like a backpack full of stuff, large dog food bag, knocks on the door. And I'll head up to the front door and answer it. Yep. How do you greet her? Uh, I just kind of fail. Hey, uh, thanks for bringing stuff over. No problem. Kind of like looks over. I kind of, like, I try to look past you into your space. I've never actually seen your space. I just know your dog. That's the weirdest part, taking care of someone's dog without ever actually, you know, meeting them in person. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also kind of uh, weird coming back home to the person who was taking care of your dog is someone you haven't met before so yeah i thought it was strange too the previous guy was like he got sick or something when moved in with his family or something like that and place was cheap but i took it and his one like 
rule for handing over the place uh, quickly was that I had to look after the dog. He didn't want to go through the hassle of trying to find another neighbor to do that. He also said that this is the craziest part. Like he said, you might act badly to the dog being at someone else's place or something. She's a great dog, a kind of strange name for a dog like this, but Petra's just a sweetie. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. But uh, yeah, uh, you hungry? I could eat. Um, I'm still new to the area. I haven't had a chance to really kind of learn anything about the space. Do uh, you have a preferred restaurant or place to go around here? There's a place nearby that I uh, usually go to and enjoy some tea. They have a pretty decent brunch, lunch menu. So, and since, yeah, I owe you. So, yeah, so you go off, you kind of do that. It's human, I guess. Like, you're back. It's very normal in some ways. Like, she's just kind of happy to no longer have the dog, which is also going to miss the dog some. Yeah, it kind of, you part ways at your place kind of thing. Your dog seems to miss her some, but no, nothing uh, nothing beyond that. Okay. Um, one thing I do want to tell her is say, hey, um, I tend to travel every once in a while for work, so uh, if you don't mind, I'll... Uh... You can watch her again, and this time I'll leave money for more money for food, just in case. It's just work sometimes is pretty unpredictable with timelines, and I've got to kind of, you know, it's one of those things. But if you don't mind, uh, yeah, I can come by and crash with you a couple times when I'm uh, off at work. Well, I have gotten used to her. I Yeah, I, I can do that for you. The old guy said that, yeah, there's a pretty good chance you're going to ask me to do that. I guess he got the same job someone else when they left so yeah I, I can do that for you cool. well uh i appreciate it thank you and then uh just let me know how much i owe you for the uh dog food while i was gone can do oh can do now uh got you a check or something i don't know yeah no absolutely all right so at that point i'll say goodbye and then head back into the into my house sure i'm gonna jump back to agent lawrence at that point you finally made the trek back to atlanta how does she feel about turbulence after everything? Like, is she kind of spooked by that stuff, or is it just kind of a grim determination to be home? I don't think turbulence really bothers her. I also don't know if she has a determination to be home. I think she's actually afraid to go sure. home now. No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it, it's more anxiety about getting home now. She's flown enough that turbulence isn't a problem. Yeah, so again, similar deal. You arrive, there's a town car waiting for you. Either Delta Green's pulled all the stops, or they really are kind of observing you pretty aggressively. You're not quite sure which. You get home, and as you arrive home, give me an alertness at plus 20. Alertness at plus 20. 35 out of 76 success. There is a car parked in the driveway to your house that you do not recognize. Your girlfriend's car is also nowhere to be found. I there's kind of it's it's fun it's cute it's like one of those vw bugs or something it's got some funky bumper stickers on it and stuff like that not new but not like an older model either it's not the old vintage ones it's like a older newer model i guess of the same car kind of thing yeah she immediately writes down the license plate number sure also you're kind of looking around the house it's been kept up like the lawn's been mowed the beds have been weeded like arguably it almost looks like someone's put more attention to those types of details than that were being done to them before you left. Like someone maybe planted some stuff in some beds you've just left blank or a little overgrown previously. Yeah, she's going to like walk around the car and look through the windows and see like what's in there of the car. Yeah, pretty normal stuff in the car. Like on the dashboard, there's one of those kind of like solar reactive sunflowers that dances when it's under the light. If you had to guess, it's just kind of a car of a normal 
maybe slightly annoyingly bubbly person. Yeah, um, she's gonna walk up to the front door, and like if she gets there, she would go to reach for where her pistol would be and realize that it's not there. Sure. Take out her keys and unlock the door. Yeah. So door swings inward. Your furniture is there, but something is off. Like all the like decorations that you'd normally have, like pictures and whatever not, Lawrence and her girlfriend decorated with, those are not there. All your furniture is like your couch, your table, all that stuff. That's present. Yeah, I mean, she's gonna walk in and uh she's gonna be try to be quiet about it, but Lawrence isn't very stealthy. Sure. She's gonna try to make her way towards where like her bedroom would be, where she might have like a grab bag with a gun and some money in it. Yeah. I see you go into the bedroom. Yeah. Someone has redecorated your bedroom. Again, furniture is still there and stuff like that. They've kind of come through, put some other pictures up. Lots of kind of artsy outdoor photography and stuff like that. Yeah, she's going to check the spot where she would have hidden the grab bag and see if it's there. Is it like an event or in some drywall or something? How's it hidden? It would have been in some like drywall, I'd imagine. Kind of bust the drywall and pull the bag out. Yeah. Yeah, so it's still there. You kind of pull it out and... Because of the sound, kind of like, I'm guessing you have to walk, have to walk into the room so like you're on the opposite side of the bed or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, so kind of like in the doorway, suddenly a person beers behind you. What do you do? She can't see the person? Not when you're rooting through the bag, but you kind of hear someone step into the doorway. She kind of grabs the bag. It's like a duffel bag, and she's holding it by the, uh, yep. the like close handles and turns around with a very hostile expression on her face. Yep. So staying in the doorway is kind of a early 30s, late 20s woman. We're uh, kind of a uh, book looking, I guess. Like she's got glasses on. She's got kind of a bohemian garb on, kind of looking. Like hands are up like, I don't have anything worth stealing. What are you doing in my house? Uh, looks at you for a second. You're not Elizabeth. Um, I, I rent from Elizabeth. This is her house. Yeah, she has the bag and um, she just zips it up and tosses the strap over her shoulder and just walks out. Okay, so that's when she puts a hand on your shoulder. Holy shit, are are you um are you are you Alex? She doesn't say anything. She just stares at the woman. She's still like visibly upset though. And she's like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Um okay, so uh sorry, when you went missing, Elizabeth started renting this place and I I I'm your renter. I've lived here for like about a month or so at this point. She warned me you might be back, kind of thing. She I mentioned you kind of vanished every once in a while. She holy shit, did you piss her off? Like, holy shit, did you piss her off? If you need a place to stay, uh, the place is yours. It's, it's, it's your house, I guess. Like, yeah, you, I think you legally own it or something. She was always kind of vague about that. I guess, like, in theory, she'd have gotten if you were dead, but uh, you're, you're not dead. You're here. Uh, I, I can go find another place or just, like, move into the extra room or something. Uh, the rent's real cheap, so it's going to take me a couple of days to totally clear out. Or if you need, like, a friend, I can stay here with you. Holy fuck, you're alive. Uh, I. I met your mom. She's a fucking work of art, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. I can't believe you're actually here. What's your name? Oh, um, Trinity. Trinity Sanders. Gestures in no kind of apparent direction over her shoulder. I, I'm a grad student here. I, I found this like it's a little bit of a drive. But Are you studying? History with a focus on kind of medieval period. I, I'm going for a doctorate in that. I'm going to be a teacher. you have an idea on you? I have shakily kind of like, points uh, i can grab my wallet over there uh it, it's right over there though kind of like sidestepping towards it kind of like fumbles it open like hands you an id and yeah it reads trinity sanders she's just gonna like look at the birth date and everything and ask her what her birthday is 1987 how old are you 
you don't actually have to answer. Florence is just cross-referencing. All yeah, no, I'll say like the, the information we were asking her checks out against the ID and stuff like that. Like you're sort of holding this go bag though, right? Kind of like, as almost like a weapon or something. Yeah, it's like at her side. Uh, she has one of her hands like near the zipper, so she can reach into it. Yeah, but she doesn't have anything like drawn. Yeah, I, I, the questions you're getting, they all seem pretty genuine. Like they all match up with the IDs you're finding. Like she's like, yeah, I have like a Sam's Club card in there. It's under the same name, and yeah, she sure is. Um, she sure does kind of stuff like you're. Everything you're quizzing her on, she's giving you kind of the correct answer on. Like, she is who she's claiming to be. You can give me a human int if you want, though, through all of this to kind of bundle all this up together. <laughs> um, let's see. 71 out of 30 fail. She seems sincere and terrified. Like, she's just kind of a mix of, holy shit, you're alive. Like, Elizabeth was, like, fucking pissed when she rented this place and a bunch of stuff. Your mom's come by, and that's been a whole set of type of weird things. There's uh, been some calls from a woman named Amy. Like, she's filling you on stuff that happened while you were gone, and it's all like, yeah, this woman named Amy called a bunch of times looking for you. Uh, your mom came by. She's like, oh, uh, shit, yeah, uh, hold on a sec. You, you probably want your stuff. She's kind of gesturing. Like, I redecorated some. I was kind of like, this is so cheap, I kind of, well, moved it in a hurry and kind of got set up as fast as I could. Uh, your stuff's out in the garage. Elizabeth still in town. I think so. Uh, I can try and get the address for her. I got a phone number I can call her at. Uh, yeah, if she said she gave me a number to call her at if there's any problems with the place. Uh, mostly part of the deal, though, was like I have to handle kind of all the shit myself. That's why it's so cheap. Like I have my own landlord a little bit, just pay a little bit of rent every month. Um, you, you probably should see the garage, though, definitely uh, before you get in contact with her. Tell me. Yeah, she kind of like, stumbles out to the garage with you she's starting to calm down some because you haven't like shot her yet or ripped her head off but yeah so the garage is just full of kind of cardboard boxes and trash bags little pictures of stuff that you and elizabeth own sticking out of all that stuff like it's just if you had to guess it's more or less everything that wasn't like furniture that you two owned they just shoved in boxes and bags and shoved in the garage yeah Text her, see if you can get an address. Don't mention me. Sure, yeah. Um, just tell her you want to drop by and give her rent early. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can do that. I normally kind of just deposit it, but yeah, she kind of starts texting. Supplements pass. I, I, I have an address. Um, she kind of hands it off to you. It's other side of town from where you're at. Are, are you gonna be back? Um, I can move to the extra room. Like I can totally give you back your room and stuff like that. Like I, I'll be back and we can work something out when I get. Cool. Back. I, It'd be kind of nice to have a roommate, honestly. It's been a little lonely since I came here. You work for like the CDC or something, right? Your, uh, your girlfriend mentioned that there's some type of doctor that traveled a bunch, and you like did a bunch of, like... You talk a lot. I'm sorry, someone broke into my house, and that's terrifying. I didn't break in, it's my house. Yeah, I know, I know. But still, you gotta understand where this is coming from, from my standpoint. Can I borrow your car? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, The keys are inside. Uh, I'll be back. The brake sticks a little. And we can talk when I get back. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, she's gonna take the keys and take the woman's car. Sure. Yeah, so you kind of drive off, and she's just kind of, like, in the drive, like, hand on her head, like, what the fuck? You often try and find your girlfriend? Yeah. Florence, like, in the, the passenger seat before she drives off, will, like, unzip the go bag and make sure that the, uh, everything's there. Yeah, everything's still there. And she's gonna put the pistol on her hip where it's supposed to be. I mean, it's probably registered to her. It's not illegal. Yeah. She doesn't know how to get an illegal firearm anyways. So, and then she'll 
you uh, zip it up and stuff the bag under the car seat and drive up. Yeah. You just have to find Elizabeth has moved into a apartment building. There's a buzz box at the front door. What do you do? You try to do the old and to be a pizza delivery person and buzz someone else and get in that way or yeah. All right. Yeah. Easy enough to find that. Uh, just buzz someone random. Say they're not picking up your pizza. They let you in. Very normal kind of security breaches in this type of situation. Yeah. Apartments easy enough to find. You get up to the door, generic, plain looking door. What do you do? She stands there for like a good minute, like with her fist raised to knock on the door. It takes a little while for her to like build herself up to do it, and then she'll knock on the door. Hear the sounds of someone kind of dealing with the chain on the other side of it, and the door opens, and Liz is standing there. Give me a dodge. <laughs> Eight out of 32 success. The last possible second just kind of like knock your head back as like her bad, like just the back of her palm sails past where your face had been 10 seconds ago. And you just hear her go, you fucking bitch. How dare you be alive still? Uh, wasn't my choice. I thought you were dead. I was told you were dead. No one knew where the hell you were. And then I found out you were in Vermont taking out thousands of dollars out of your fucking bank account. What were you doing with that money in Vermont? Can we talk inside, please? Just kind of looking at you, kind of mouth open. No, we, we cannot talk inside. I want answers right now or I'm closing this door. I can't give them to you when other people can be listening. Kind of rolls her eyes at this. Oh, the secretive job at the CDC. You want to know, I'll tell you. But it can't be out here. Give me a charisma check. Uh, 28 out of 50 success. Yeah, so give me a 1d4 in this case. Four. Does that totally kill the bond or just bring it down to one? Brings it down to one. Yeah, she kind of just looks at you, just slams the door with all her might in your face kind of thing, and you just hear kind of angry sobbing and kind of like something fall over on the opposite side of the door. She will knock on the door one more time, but if she doesn't answer, she'll leave. Yeah, no no answer. Like, you probably do that a couple of times. Uh, eventually, you just kind of get a text to your normal phone from her, go away. She'll leave. Yeah. You go back home? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Grandy's waiting for you. Uh, she kind of like, she's out, she's out on the kind of front porch with a cup of tea, just kind of waiting for you to show up. Uh, she sees you, jumps out and runs to the car. Oh, thank God you're back safe. Not going to lie. I maybe mentally thought there was like a 50-50 chance you were going to go drive off a bridge or something. I, I know people do kind of crazy stuff when they find out that their girlfriend's like moved out and they've been gone for a bunch of time and you have a garage full of all the stuff they ever owned. Uh, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? I'm sorry. I don't know you. I don't think that that's a good idea. Totally get it. Totally get it. Rules. You can have the uh, the spare bedroom. I want my room back. Awesome. Already started moving. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that, that, that'll totally work. Uh, I'm a super quiet roommate. You won't even know I'm there most of the time. Okay. Don't bother me when I'm working. Totally get it. Anything you overhear, any conversations I'm having with anyone, that's all private. It'll be like I'm living by myself. I'll hear nothing and nothing and no one. Yeah, I totally get it. And uh, just keep paying rent the same way you were. Yeah, totally get it. Totally get it. I'm going to go take a shower. Yeah, there's a, a couple of really wonderful like aromatherapy candles in there. You look like you maybe could use them. There's a 
some matches on the toilet. Uh, use them if you want. Uh, well, I guess Sue Casa, me Casa, but you get what I'm trying to say. Uh, well, well, I, I'm I'm really sorry for the record. It's not your fault. Yeah, but I, I I can still be sorry, right? Like this this is weird for me. I can't only imagine what like this is for you. Like this has got to be stupid weird. I I felt with worse. And she kind of shrugs awkwardly. If you want the place to yourself, I can go out for a little bit. If you need some food, I can go get something. Uh, no, no, no offense, you look like you've been through hell, and not just, you know, the whole driving thing. Yeah, she kind of realizes that she probably looks awful, and her hands are all gross and scabbed, and yeah. just, um, yeah. Why don't you go out for a few hours? Yeah, I, I can totally do that. Yeah, Bob. Take my car. Uh, you want like my phone number or something? I, I can text you. I'm headed back. If you want something, I can get like. I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't know anything about you aside for you know, a bunch of shit in the garage um, and the whole scientist thing. I guess like uh, just some stuff Elizabeth let slip once or twice. Your phone number. Text it to you real quick or whatever. However you exchange that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, cool. I'll get out of your hair now. Um, if you need anything, let me know. Super. Thank you for letting me stay. The cheapest rent I've found in the entire area. Uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, not not awesome. Um, roomies and kind of like gets in her car and drives off as fast as possible. Yeah, she'll she'll go inside and yeah, clean up. All right, let's do some home scenes now. Obviously, some stuff has happened, but so what are you doing in your downtime? Question. Yeah. Did we get any sanity for the op? Yes, you did. You both get to recover 1d4 sanity for this. You'll get your health back and your willpower points back for this as well. So don't worry about that. What did people get back? Two. One. Yeah. And did we get any unnatural from this oh, yeah. experience? Oh, absolutely. You got some unnatural. With kind of like, so I guess kind of in both of your cases, probably staring off into your teacup in Foxtrot's case and just kind of, in the shower for Florence's case, you're realizing just kind of the magnitude of where you were kind of thing. Like now that you're back in reality, the unreality of your past now is sinking in kind of thing. And you both come to the realization that wherever you were, you were probably outside of the reality, you know, kind of thing. Like everything about that 15, 20 minutes, maybe an hour in that house defied just everything about normal time space you're both going to gain three unnatural from that experience yay i would equate it to you literally stared into a violation of everything you know about the real world also uh do we should we roll for delta green bonds oh yes you should yay but more importantly it's now time for those personal pursuits what are you all doing? And I will point out that you each do have the possibility to make a new bond. But before we do that, let us roll some Delta Green bonds. A sanity check, right? Yes, it is. So for those who don't know what a san, so we've never actually done this in the history of the podcast so far. So this is kind of a fun little moment we're getting to. When your agents spend enough time with each other and go through some real shit, you develop Delta Green bonds and. Delta Green Bonds are not great. The reasons we'll get into if you develop them, but basically they are kind of combat brother bonds is a way of thinking of it. It's the bonds you have with fellow agents who have been through something that no one but them could possibly understand. 
kind of situation. It makes a certain amount of sense. It's kind of like the camaraderie of soldiers and stuff. But yes, I need to see a sand check from both of you for this very purpose. 98 failure. 70% failure. All right, so you're both going to pick up some nice, unfortunate Delta Green Bonds. Yeah, they're not good. (laughs) All right, so the way this works is you're going to add a bond for each of yourself. So in this case, Foxtrot, add a bond for Florence and vice versa. 1d4 for what the bond level is, and then it's one sand from a non-Delta Green Bond. Okay, so I took one from my bond with the dog, so that would bring me from three to two. Now I roll a 1d4 for my Delta Green Bond? Okay. Yep. Because four is my... Ma- or no, just... That's the general one. <laughs> what? I got four. It's a certain amount of sense. Foxtrot is a cold, uncaring individual, and uh, Lawrence, well, she cares. Like, again, you have survived something truly impossible. This is kind of a little bit blasé for Foxtrot, but for Florence, holy shit, yeah. Like, her life has been upended, but hey, this borderline psychopath who's a little bit too okay with this that's a stable relationship (laughs) yeah so here we are our first delta green bond we did it we did it we did the bad thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah so let's do those home scenes what will you be doing again your options are for this you can fulfill responsibilities go back to nature establish a new bond go to therapy Pursue a kind of personal motivation, do some special training, stay on the case, improve a skill or stat, or study the unnatural. I will say that both of you have a prime opportunity to make a new bond if you so wish. Uh, I'm going to go with the new bond. All right. So it is charisma. Give me a charisma roll. And because of the circumstances, I will give you a plus 20 for this. <laughs> Fumble? 88? Even with a 20 modifier? Oof. My charisma's dog shit, so it's perfect. Yeah, doesn't go anywhere. Uh, it's yeah. So so when your new kind of dog walking for a dog watching friend comes by, you, we try some awkward conversation with her or something like that. It doesn't quite go well. Yeah, unfortunately, this does reduce your non Delta Green bond by one. Unfortunately, as well, because you kind of neglected her some, and that brings your dog down to one, right? Yeah. So your dog is just sitting there like this motherfucking piece of shit. You forgot to feed me again. Yeah, this isn't like, the lore for dogs, but I know the game rules are game rules. <laughs> so, so what, I guess, what is this relationship now with Cider? Like, you have a dog that, I know dogs don't typically run away unless, like, a situation's real bad. You have a dog that's contemplating probably like running away on you at this point, or like it's just acting out. Like, I think she like refuses to go to the bathroom outside. Now it's just like, quote, accidents in the house. But, like, it's eye contact. I'm like, you made me do this, I'm guessing. <laughs> I should have gotten a chihuahua, it sounds like. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not abusive to the dog. Yeah, no, I'm not saying you are. No. I'm just saying that this dog is pissed with you. Like, it is. Yeah. You have neglected this dog to the point where it's like, are you trying to sleep in this bed? I'm going to throw up in it now. How do you feel about that? I am basically a cat. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Probably refuses to eat, but then also like, it's like tries to steal your food simultaneously. Just horrible behavior for a dog. Yeah. Because it's mad. And what is Foxtrot's reaction to just kind of this dog acting out left and right? 
there's definitely some annoyance, but it's obviously like my character knows that it's not something that like I'm going to take it out on like the dog or anything like that. Like, sure. I'm just still trying to take care of the dog for the most part, despite the fact that like, it's not like, you know, the dog's being, dog's being as far as. Yeah, no, I, even you are aware of the fact that the dog probably has a right to be this annoyed with you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Florence. What do you do? Fulfilling responsibilities. Who are you trying to fulfill those responsibilities with? Uh, her girlfriend, if you can call it that anymore. This is going to be an uphill slog. There's probably going to be a negative involved in this. Uh, maybe a cooling off period might make it a little bit less of a challenge, but I understand why to get back on this. I think that Florence is, is wanting to try Sure. either way. So what am I looking at? Like negative... 20. Ah, uh, it's a negative 20 on your charisma check on this one. That's uh, a sanity check, right? Sorry, sanity check. Yes, my yeah. bad. Negative 20 on that sanity check. Uh, 65 failure. Yeah. So you don't get worse because of this, and your relationship doesn't get worse, but probably like, so what does this look like? Do you like break into her building again? Like, uh, what does Florence try to do to fix this bond? She's mostly just texting her occasionally uh asking her if we can meet up and talk she says that she wants to answer any questions that she has uh she's happy to do it at her place or we can go somewhere private if she doesn't want to talk that's fine if she when she's ready to talk you can just text me just let me know it's stuff like that yeah and she just kind of leaves you on red for all of this i think like uh, on the kind of obsessive texting scale, where is Florence on this one? It's not too bad. Yeah. Florence is actually gets distracted with work a lot. Sure. So it's less that she's uh, obsessively texting. It's just that she's trying to get some kind of response, but doesn't. I think probably right when we we get whatever the call is going to be, Florence will text and say that she's going to be out of town for a little bit, and she will let her know when she's back. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Right now, it's still just unbelievably strained. I will say that kind of through all of this, like, your new roommate is just kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think Florence is pleasant enough around yeah. her roommate, but she's also occasionally super intense and probably a bit scary, just because Florence is on edge. Yeah, I don't know. It, Florence is probably a bit of a nightmare to be around right now. Like, in the same way that Foxtrot's dog is just like, what the hell is wrong with you? A person yeah. that's not used to Florence would probably find Florence putting under the best of circumstances, potentially. And this is not the best circumstances. Not by a long shot. Yeah, Florence does move most of the stuff in the garage to a um, storage facility as well. Sure. How she feel about this, I guess? Like, her girlfriend has moved out. She basically left, as best you can tell, all of anything that kind of, like, represents their past relationship and shit like that. Like, she took almost nothing with her, as best you can tell. I think before, like, Florence was kind of, was not putting a lot of effort into the relationship because she didn't really need it as much sure. as Elizabeth did. But I think after, like, losing Faustus and uh, Francis, it's kind of realizing that she she does care a lot more than she lets on or even really realize so she's yeah. kind of she's in she's a bit torn up but she also understands that uh it's kind of her fault so you need people yeah exactly 
So, and I, I will say this. So like a couple days past since you've been home, uh, Trinity is out on the kind of couch one day watching TV and a news article comes across. It feels like just years ago, but it's again about these strange murders down in Savannah. The killers now escalated up to a total of 13 different victims, all of them with kind of these strange piles of wood left at the crime scene. It's been declared a serial killer. The uh, the city of Savannah, Georgia, is gripped in fear about this. The killer seems to be striking at seemingly random targets. No one seems safe on that one. A lot of people are on there being like, I ain't afraid of no stick-wielding serial killer. Some people are genuinely terrified. Uh, the media's playing it up and just kind of a like, hey, it's a serial killer. These don't happen in the same way anymore. This is a prolific serial killer that's had an unbelievably high escalation a relatively short period of time. Like It's both a mix of warning and be safe, but also media circus around this and kind of while you're watching all this trendy's over her shoulder like man i can't believe this is going on still i feel like it's been going on for like months pauses oh have looks at you right uh yeah trinity also probably sees that florence is like taking apart her pistol and is cleaning it while watching the news yeah which is not something she'd normally do yeah she works for the cdc that's not exactly cdc behavior if you will yeah with our new insight into the unnatural, um, does anything from this news broadcast kind of scream like, oh, God, this is a problem? Just one thing from this broadcast screams to you, and it's why the hell is Delta Green letting this still happen? This is obviously a Delta Green case. Yeah, I think um, I think Florence, I don't think Florence has John's number, um, but I think that she is going to she is going to look for uh, a flight within the next week to Savannah so she can go look into it. Sure. We will get into that in our next operation.